Hi, you're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a life and success coach who specializes in helping working professionals and entrepreneurs overcome imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, you've come to the right place. I use social and cognitive psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and somatic healing to take my clients from imposter to empowered so they can go after the success that they want and feel worthy of it too. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. We are getting so much closer to Christmas, and I am so excited. And we have wrapped up the majority of launches and all the things for Jelly and Parrot coaching this year. I'm really looking forward to that two-week break for Christmas. And I'm also going to Mexico in January, which I am so excited about. Basically, me and Dustin are going off the grid for a week and going to... Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and we are so excited. It'll be the first time that I'm actually going outside of the country in two years, so that's pretty wild. And I hope that you are taking the time that you need to take to rest and rejuvenate and actually take a break, especially if you have an online business. Your Instagram, your social medias, everything can wait. You can take a break for the holidays, whether you observe Christmas or not, you should definitely take some time some downtime, some reading time, go to the spa, do whatever you need to do. This time last year, um, like during the holidays last year, my sister's boyfriend actually contracted COVID and we were exposed to him. And this was before we had access to the vaccine. Um, So we were all really nervous and we ended up self-isolating for two weeks and that was literally the two weeks that I had off for my business and I also worked full-time for the government at that point so I had two weeks off and I spent the majority of it inside and we were technically on lockdown so really I wasn't missing much but it was a downer so this time I'm gonna go to the spa gonna completely take two weeks off of Instagram it's gonna be glorious if you are my client inside of the worthy woman method or my one-to-one client you'll still have access to me on slack and on boxer but everywhere else i'm going dark so i'm really excited for that i just can't wait i'm gonna do all the christmasy things and today's episode is something that i had this inspired thought as i was just in bed one night as i do i literally don't get ideas when i just sit down and stare at the computer it's always when i'm doing something else So this was actually spurred by this research study that I heard about, I want to say on TikTok. I wish it was a scholarly journal, guys, but it's not. It was a TikTok. And the research study was done on, I think it was people who had experienced trauma, big or little in their lives. And a big majority of the people who had more serious suicidal ideations were people who had quote unquote normal childhoods and these people were more likely to internalize their experiences and sit in shame about their experiences because they thought that they shouldn't be vocal about the things that they had experienced or that they weren't that big of a deal and I don't know if this post will be out by the time you're listening to this, but I'm planning on doing an Instagram post on why we need to stop gatekeeping trauma and why we need to stop the game of, well, this happened to me and it's worse or just be happy that you're not experiencing X, Y, Z, you know, because 
every trauma is valid. And actually, if we are to look at the definition of trauma, it is actually characterized by an unexpected event. So it is characterized by how surprising the event is to you. It kind of shocks you. It shocks your nervous system. And I also believe it is how the experience lives in your body long after the experience is over. It's like how when you think of a negative belief from your childhood you're literally transported right back to that school ground where like your friend said how could that guy like you or somebody made fun of you or somebody bullied you whatever it is you are literally transported back to that moment and in your body you are experiencing the same emotions as you were hit with when that traumatic event happened And you know, especially as somebody who worked in the government, um, I specifically worked within policing where there was a lot of trauma and traumatic events um, that I either had to read about, write about, see with my own two eyes, hear about at work. Um, I feel like this was a big piece of why I would neutralize a lot of my emotions because I was just reading so much shitty stuff all day, every day. And in reality, like all of those things were traumatic. All of the things that I was reading and seeing and experiencing and hearing were all extremely traumatic to other people. And then I was just like reliving that trauma, especially being an empath and like really taking on people's emotions. I could really um, see how certain things would be traumatic. And even now, somebody tells me something or... I specifically think about when my family's house burnt down over a year ago now and it was so fucking weird but literally a week after that me and my sister were in my living room and we were using a crock pot that my Omi had given us. Omi is German for grandma. My Omi had given me this really old crock pot and it fucking set on fire and it was on fire in my kitchen and I heard this like crackle pop and I looked behind me and like I could see the kitchen from the spot on the couch and like I could see flames and I was like oh my god and we were able to just like unplug the crock pot and take it out and it was totally fine it was like nothing was really damaged except for the crock pot everything was fine but when I told one of my close friends about the crock pot right after our entire house our entire childhood home had burned down she was like oh my god that's so traumatic and I was like yeah you're right it was actually very traumatic for that crock pot to set on fire because it literally triggered feelings that I hadn't even processed yet in my body regarding the house fire and when I say like we need to stop gatekeeping trauma and what's traumatic to one person um I think of like toxic positivity or somebody always has it worse you know that stuff that goes around like you need to be just grateful because there's always somebody who is wishing for what you have and I think that's true I think it's really important to be grateful but without negating your own experience because with different nervous systems and different brains especially being neurodivergent What's traumatic to you may not be traumatic to somebody else or what's not traumatic to you may be completely mind-numbingly traumatic to another person. You know, I have a friend who is in the same mastermind as me. Her name's Catherine Andrews. She's amazing. I forget what her handle is. 
I think it's just Catherine Andrews, but she specializes in inner child work and primarily works with highly sensitive people. And I have to tell you, when I first saw that, I was like, okay, people are just extra sensitive. Like, is that really even a thing? I was super judgmental about it. But I realized that I'm actually highly sensitive and it was a part of me that I was pushing down because I felt shame and judgment about myself. But I actually am highly, highly sensitive. I'm an extremely sensitive person. Changes in routine, changes in environment, changes in the fucking weather affect me, you know? Like, I'm really sensitive. I take a lot of things personally. This is also related to me being neurodivergent. There are a lot of things about me that you would categorize as highly sensitive. Um, and there have been things in my life, especially surrounding like my speech impediment, that I have categorized as being traumatic for me. But I was never able to let myself feel that way. And what that did was it didn't allow me to heal anything. It didn't allow me to release anything. I was just telling myself, I have no problems. Like, I'm fine. And it was because I was telling myself that all of my past experiences weren't even that big of a deal. Or that my past experiences weren't valid. Or because I have two parents who are still together, who love me dearly, who I still spend a lot of time with who gave me a great childhood and I was pretty privileged I would say we were made to feel like we didn't have any money but my parents used a lot of like credit cards we could go on vacations and stuff like that and it's so interesting how our patterns get like played out from our parents it's so interesting but I had a good childhood I did like I had an enjoyable childhood but there were still things that happened to me or that my parents didn't intentionally do or whatever that I experienced that was traumatic for me and it is helping no one to negate my trauma it is helping nobody to tell myself this wasn't that big of a deal real talk as well my fiance Dustin he had a very traumatic start to his 20s his parents were on the outs but his dad um, struggled with substance abuse and um, it really tore their family apart they ended up losing their house a lot of traumatic things happened it happened really fast Um, and he experienced depression because of it and a lot of other things and we have even had conversations before where because of his own hurt and because of his own frustration he's been like listen like I get that you're upset about xyz but like this is what happened to me and obviously that is never something that's good to hear but it just furthered my experience of being like oh yeah I guess it really isn't that big of a deal however we also grew up together like we were both learning how to be adults and we moved in together when we were like 23 or 24 and through the work that I've done on my own and through the work that he's done on himself like he realized like oh yeah like your trauma is just as valid but like we don't think that when we're younger we don't think that what we've experienced is okay or it's completely valid you either go one way which is where he went in terms of being like everything sucks for me and life is shitty and no one can understand or you go the way that I went where I just completely negated my own thoughts and feelings and thought like yeah like none of what I've experienced is valid and I shouldn't even be 
bringing it up it shouldn't even be that big of a deal so we both internalized our trauma in different ways it was very interesting how it came out with regards to our relationship and we were able to communicate about that and I communicated like it's not helpful for you to tell me that my trauma isn't valid because if it affects me it's trauma if it negatively impacts me it is trauma and I want you to know that it's the same thing for you as well is if you are negatively impacted by a belief or a thought or a past experience there is something traumatic about that that is living in your body and you telling yourself it's not valid is not going to fix anything or you telling yourself it's not that big of a deal is not going to fix anything i relate this too to being in a group full of amazing high achieving women in the mastermind that i'm in that i've told you guys about and I would often hear myself tell myself, you don't need to get coaching, your problems aren't as important as the other women. And that voice is bullshit because first of all, anything that I say, I know that somebody can totally relate to it and totally get coaching from it as well. But also, I'm allowed to take up space and my trauma is allowed to take up space and what I feel is allowed to take up space. And that is such a conscious intention for you to constantly come back to that place. And it is something that I hope you know that I am constantly working towards. I'm constantly working towards telling myself, you are allowed to take up space, your trauma, your fears, your doubts, like they are all valid for whatever reason you decide them to be. And the difficult part about this is sometimes we have people in our lives, like our friends or our family, who really care about us, sometimes even our fiancés, who we love dearly, but can be kind of dense sometimes, who we love dearly, but they also are trying to protect us. They are trying to project their own fear for us. And by doing that, they want to shut you down. They want to shut down your fears or your doubts, or they want to tell you it's no big deal, or you'll be okay, you know? And I find that that mostly comes from people who are just trying to make you feel better, trying to make themselves feel better to make sure that you're okay, so they can feel okay about it. I even do it. I do it to my sister all the time. I do it to my parents all the time. I do it to Dustin all the time. And then I catch myself and I'm aware that I'm doing it, but it's because it's so uncomfortable to sit in that discomfort with people sometimes. Being a coach is so difficult sometimes because it it is sitting in that in that discomfort it's holding space it's holding space for the trauma and the fear and the doubts not negating them not pushing them down but knowing that you might not be okay for the next couple days as you process this you may not feel okay for a while as you're healing but like the other side is releasing the other side is reprogramming and teaching yourself that everything is okay and everything is valid And that's why, honestly, sometimes I have a hard time explaining like the transformation that I can help people with because it is a full body, full identity transformation that people are often like, I don't even know what the fuck just happened, but I'm an entirely different person because you're no longer clinging to an identity of what you thought you were or who you even thought you would be. You are someone completely completely different with completely different thoughts that you can't even remember the time where you like totally didn't believe in yourself 
And that's 100% possible. I remember when I didn't think I was capable of even signing one client because I had no belief in myself. I thought I was the biggest fraud ever. And it was ironic because I was an imposter syndrome coach. But I was just like, no, like there's no way that I could ever sign a client. There's no way. And now I can't even imagine the thoughts that I had that created me to think that way. As I said before, it helps absolutely no one for you to deny your experience and you may have people in your life that often deny your experience and that's okay because they're just trying to keep you safe they're just trying to protect you the same thing with your brain when it tells you like you shouldn't be feeling this way like it's just trying to protect you and help you come back to equilibrium and the same thing with your brain is it's just trying to bring you back to equilibrium but again you don't need to deny your experience anymore. You can acknowledge that it was traumatic when your friend said that a guy didn't like you because who would like you? You can admit that it was traumatic when this happened or that happened. Like, again, it doesn't do anything for you to admit it. It actually sets you free by admitting that you have experiences that caused you to feel a certain way in your body and those feelings still live with you to this day. You can admit that there was a traumatic event that really changed the way that you saw things. Also, Trauma is when you look at things differently as a result of the experience. And isn't that our entire lives? Just a series of fucking traumatic events, a series of unfortunate events that like lead you to think and believe about the world and yourself in a certain way. They don't all have to be traumatic, but like trauma can impact the way that you see yourself and the way that you see the world, sometimes even the way that you see your business. Like if you had an experience with a client who maybe wasn't the best fit and it was just an experience that really caused you to be fearful about having clients or signing clients or doing whatever. Or maybe somebody called you out on your Instagram about an opinion you had because of their own projection of ideas or thoughts that didn't align with what you said, which is so funny, right? Because like we're not going to go online and see our same opinion. anywhere right like there's just no such thing and that's why you really should stay in your own lane and say what you want to say because you know that you can't convince anybody of anything and you can respect their opinion and so just say what you want to say and what you believe in because your people are going to agree with you they're going to rally around you and you may even challenge some people to think differently but who aren't going to like verbally abuse you as a result of it but Maybe you were really afraid of being called out and then somebody did and like you internalized it so deeply and you thought, oh, I can never say anything ever again, but it was just an experience that caused you to have an emotion and that's okay and you can move through it and you can tell yourself that was traumatic, but I can move through it. I can see it differently. I can release it because your trauma is 100% valid, but it's not your fault and it was never your fault but it is getting in the way of you living the life that you want and feeling the way that you want to feel. And it is your responsibility to heal your trauma. And I think that can be quite confronting as well. And something that a lot of clients when they first start working with me is they don't realize that I'm going to make them take complete responsibility for everything that happens. Um, Not in a shamey way, in an empowering way. In a way of being like, okay, you're saying that all of these external things are causing you all of these problems, but now you're here. What are we going to do about it, right? And you may not be ready to heal certain things and you'll realize that on your journey, but 
once it's coming up, it's coming up to go. That is an indigenous proverb I've heard within the last couple months and it's really stuck with me in terms of if something is coming up repeatedly and it's coming up and it's a pattern that is completely showing itself to you in many different forms, whether it's in your personal life or your business or whatever, it's coming up to go. And it is your responsibility to heal your trauma. It is not your responsibility to own your trauma or tell yourself it's your fault or take responsibility for what happened to you. Not at all. Not at all. But it is your responsibility to do the work to heal and to move through it and to grow through it and to see it on the other side and live the life that you really want to live. And that means feeling the way that you want to feel cultivating joy and peace and contentment and also thinking in an empowered way that helps you helps your business helps the people around you right and yeah that's what I wanted to say to you today this was longer than I thought it would be (laughs) but obviously I had a lot to say um and just the gist of it is that like whenever you find yourself being like I shouldn't say that because it's not a big deal or I shouldn't bring attention to this or I shouldn't ask my coach about this or I shouldn't even be focused on this or I thought I released this or that wasn't trauma it actually wasn't that big of a deal I want you to challenge that voice because the voice that tells you you're not good enough is probably also the same voice that tells you that your trauma isn't even good enough that the things that have happened to you weren't even actually that big of a deal and you're just too sensitive or you're just too this or you're just too that but your trauma and the experiences that you interpreted as trauma they are all valid you don't need to label them with trauma if you don't want to but there's still experiences that have impacted you in a negative way and you're allowed to feel that way and you can also take responsibility for healing them releasing them and working through it okay so when you're listening to this it's going to be like midway through december and you can go to the link in my show notes and either get on the worthy woman method wait list which is my lifetime group coaching program yes lifetime for coaches and service providers or you can apply for one-to-one coaching which is taking this work even deeper with me and that is for working professionals not just online entrepreneurs but it is also extended to online entrepreneurs Okay, so you can go to the link in my show notes and go to the work with me link to learn more about both of those programs. I love you guys so much. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in my lifetime group coaching program, The Worthy Woman Method. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, taking me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.